Hello and welcome to Bro Partisan Hacks, where week was a busy week for both of us, so we're just gonna kind of be going through some of, the, some of the stuff we saw. Um, I know one thing I do want to get started with was uh, how awesome was the uh, Real Justice League movie? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh? I when you you sent me a text and said it's out. It's Thursday morning. I immediately. <laughs> So I was out at track practice. Well, I've been on spring break all week this week. And uh and and it sounds like I've had a lot of time to like do stuff, but no, my three children under three were with me all week, so I haven't had time to do shit. Anyway, so I was at track practice Thursday morning and you sent the <laughs> sent out the message that said, Hey, it's out. Dude, I immediately went home and started watching it. And uh Luckily, my kids are they're late sleepers. So, um, you know, when I got back home, I was able to watch like an hour of it and then finish it when they went down for a nap. It was amazing. Maybe that's why it didn't feel so long to me because I broke it up. So it was it didn't feel that long. And then, of course, last night after I got the twins down to bed, started watching it again. <laughs> and there were some things I missed because, you know, I'm a, you know, this is one of the reasons I like watching movies at home is because I can do things at the same time as I'm watching. Uh, right. So, but of course, and I miss stuff. So, but <laughs> in, in my second time through, uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I missed, like, uh, it's in the opening scene, so I don't feel so horrible. But I miss Steppenwolf like throwing the horses around. Yeah. And the the you know when when I as soon as I watched it, I you know texted the teenager who's at his mom's house this weekend. Uh, I was like, dude, go watch this. You have to watch it now because he's already you know, he's got the login to the HBO account and whatever. So he uh, <laughs> he of course was like. Oh, dude just throws a horse. I was like, <laughs> I missed that. Hang on. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you're like, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what were the horses? So, yeah, so. yeah. So, yeah, it was amazing. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really like the, uh... There's been a lot of trash talk about it, but so leading up to this, I've been watching a lot of the DC cartoons and stuff, like a lot of them. And, uh, man, the storyline just falls right in where it's supposed to, you know, if it, it falls in line with canon. So the new one, the old one was shit. Yeah. The well, Zack Snyder the cut. two hour, whatever. Yeah. It, 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 it felt like, so if I was to draw an analogy, it would have been more like when they, if they had tried to put Infinity War and Endgame into the same movie. Right. Like, and cut it, cut both of those full films down into one thing and present a story. And try to make an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so disjointed that it didn't even make any sense. You know, how do, how do right. you get from point A to point B? Whereas with the Snyder cut, it all falls into place, right? And it's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, you, you, you could have released a four hour movie in the theaters. I mean, Gone with the Wind released in the theaters, and that was. Six hours or whatever. Well, and it had it had the parts, so you could have like 
giving people a break. Animations, whatever. But yeah. again, we're in the we're in the era of the binge watching at home, right? So like, right. for most people, like sitting on your ass for four hours on the couch watching, it's not uh, that big a deal. Whatever you know, theories that you're watching. I mean, whether it's Naruto or Peaky Blinders or whatever else you know you've got on. Sitting there watching a show for four hours in your house is no big deal, right? Nowadays, right? So, like you said, I I broke it up into like four different parts because I had short breaks and I had to go do things and then I'd sit down and watch it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was determined right. to finish it last night, um, so we can talk about it. Right? <laughs> so you know, we got to be spoiler free though. Liked, yeah. Well. I, I will say that as far as uh, this might be a spoiler, but for anyone who's seen the original one, they, they know the uh, like the flash forwards that like Batman has a premonition, like the world makes way more sense now. Well, it makes way more sense now, and you you know where it kind of fits in um, with what happens. But also, like as far as like the DC comics go, it's always been. Like, the worst outcomes have always been when Superman loses his mind. Yeah. Like, like historically, (laughs) through all the DC comics, it's like, if somebody mind controls Superman, if he goes crazy, like, that's it. The world's over. There's no stopping him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They, uh... Was it, they had the Injustice video game where the plot line was we had to bring a Superman from another universe, another multiverse, like to go and stop this Superman. Like that was the whole plot line. Yeah, that was a good, made this character a good game. So powerful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't like Superman because he's so powerful because he has like all the powers. Yeah, I mean they don't. They don't. <laughs> It's like, like Cartman the on, the, on the Superman, on the superhero episode where he's like, I can do that too. I can do that too. Oh, you're super strong. I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shoot laser beams out of your ass. I can do that too. No matter like super better. <laughs> it's kind of like dark side though. Like his, his laser eyes are freaking awesome. Like they oh, just yeah. follow you. Oh, like what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, they had to get somebody who was capable of killing Superman, right? So then that's the yeah. other thing, right? Is that the bad guys and the villains have to match up with the good guys, you know? Yeah. Darkseid's pretty pretty badass. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I, don't know, I think Darkseid beats Thanos in a fight. 100%. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one thing. There's, there's like a, there's a few things that, like, they... Uh, I don't know who does it. Death Battle, like the Death Battle um, YouTube channel. I think it's Rooster Teeth. Um, they do like mashups like that. They did like two Goku versus Superman things. Um, they did two different. Um, Rooster Teeth is the one that does Ruby RWBY. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I enjoy. That's like the. I'm not an anime person, and I know that's like not a popular position for people to take but i'm not like a huge anime person um but i enjoyed the shit out of ruby like i don't <laughs> i thought that was really fun i don't know 
Uh, it's a fun story, fun characters, you know. It's, it's... That one in the, the, what's the fighting school thing? Were they like, I don't remember. Is it one of the ones your kid was watching? Yeah. Soul Leader? I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, sorry. No, no, sorry. no, it's fine. Sorry, it's fine. I don't have to as far as like Thanos versus like Darkseid because Darkseid's transportation goes from like can go from universe to universe Thanos' yeah. one weakness is that the, the Infinity Stones that he has only works in this universe mm. so if, if Darkseid can drag him to another place then he automatically he just beats the crap out of him yeah, over. the stones will do nothing of course, in the in the movie, they were a lot weaker than they were in the comic books too. That was another thing. It's like comics, that like they never exploded, and they they had to like get it off of them. That is or whatever. Nerdy. All right. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so if you haven't seen the the movie, go watch. Zack Snyder's cut. Justice League. Stop. We um we didn't really update our our main themes at all. Oh, <laughs> <this> <laughs> week. Like I don't know about you, but I had a very very busy week. So like the idea, like for work, and so. That, that like paper I sent you about halfway through where I was like yeah I have to basically like translate this like Department of Defense research paper into something I can use for work that was what I did all week and so like the idea that I could sit around and read some news at any time I was like nah this ain't happening get home and I'm gonna have a yeah. week <laughs> you, you sent that I opened up the PDF and immediately I was like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I, I... <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, I'm asleep. <laughs> woke up three minutes, five minutes later. <laughs> so I just saw this thing. I don't, you probably haven't been on Twitter a whole lot this week since you've been really busy. But there's been a lot of like trash talking about the uh, about the weight rooms that for the girls versus the boys, um, like the boys' weight room and then the girls' weight room at the tournament, the basketball tournament, um, I guess at the convention center or whatever. So this girl posted this on, on TikTok, and then it got on the Twitter and then blew up. So the boys had this huge, huge weight room with lots of equipment and lots of things. And then the girls had like one little rack of dumbbells. And so it like blew up. Well, I just saw last night. um, (laughs) Now the girls have a weight room. So they added a whole shitload of equipment. Um, It's, uh, it's huge. They got like, tables of like bands exercise bands and weight equipment and machines and all the stuff so they <laughs> I, guess, I guess enough people got upset uh, up. uh, give me one sec. 
pretty funny. I messed up your picture though, but there is the uh, the weight room picture you're talking about. The women's. So that was the men's. That's the men's side, and then oh, the women's side is the right this one. <laughs> that was all they had: some yoga mats and, and a rack. <laughs> so it it came up today. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Seventeen hours ago. <laughs> they got, now they have. I think this player is from Oregon. I don't. I don't really know. She's wearing green. She could be. Yeah, Oregon. Um, so now they have a weight room. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So, yay, social media. I mean, that's pretty funny. Well, you know, in my head, I was like, well. Well, don't, like, why wouldn't they be allowed to just use the same weight room? Why Why do they have to have separate weight rooms? That's what I didn't understand. Like, why Why can't they just use the same one? You know, there's like. The, the, there's their weight room, the dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was it. Like, I, I was like, nah, surely not. Because this is, this, no, she turns around and, like, shows the whole room. Like, it's a, just an empty room, almost that size. So, um, it, uh. Like, this is it? Well, that's still the boys. No, because the boys has everything. Uh. Uh, I don't know what you're looking at then. It'll be quite that bad because I think this is the video. No, I'm telling you, there was nothing. Like, there was nothing on the girl's side at all. Maybe this is them bringing everything in. Um, maybe so. So, that, yeah, that was, that was the extra space there <laughs> that they had. So, they had a whole lot of space. But again, I just don't understand why they couldn't just use the same one. There you go. That's That's what it looked like. All the empty and yeah. like a chalkboard up. So the other clip was where they had already brought some stuff in, going like, "Oh, uh, this looks really bad." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably like, you know, being too simple about it, like. Well, just go use the men's one, or just—I don't even know why there has to be a separate weight room. Like, why can't you just use the same one? But you know, I—is <clears throat> it? Do you think it's like, Title Nine, motherfuckers? Yeah, Title Nine, motherfuckers. Like, if you use this for men's, you got to do this for women's. Like, that's what it is. So, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't, because. If you're at the same place, why why spend the money on two weight rooms? Why separate in the first place? Why why have this be the men's where it's like, and then the women's is this little bitty bit? Like I don't understand. I agree. Why why even separate in the first place? Just be like the weight room, because you know what we have at, at, at our high school, the weight room, and everybody gets to use it. Do they use it at the same time? No. No. I mean, it's on the schedule. 
girls have first period athletics, boys have last period athletics. So maybe that's why they had to do it separately because with the tournament set up, they've both got to be able to get all the teams into the same workout time, right? Mm, maybe. Maybe. You're going to put just, a whole team in there with one little rack of weights? Really one little team, one whole team, a whole team of girls, one little rack of weights, that's fucked up. So I'm with her. I'm with her on that then. If that's yeah. the case, if it's a scheduling issue and you have to separate them because of scheduling, then yeah, that's real fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. I'm just that saying is, that's that why pissed they me off. Did it. Because it was. <laughs> you got a team of 18 to 25 girls and you're going to put them in there with, with a rack of, bar, of dumbbells? You're an asshole. <laughs> And yoga mats. Oh my god, what yeah, asshole that's... is doing that? <laughs> oh, the girls, better put some yoga mats in there. <laughs> I don't like yoga, right? <laughs> what misogynistic asshole did that? Put some yoga mats in there. D1. You know how good you have to be to be a D1 athlete? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Well, you know, um, I'd say they messed up. What do girls need? Yoga mats. Yoga mats. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. I've seen it said, speaking of Title Nine. uh, that the the HR five is basically going to get rid of Title Nine in colleges, or not? Yeah, HR HR five, the equality. Is that the trans one? Uh, it has a lot of that in it. Yeah. Right. No. Okay. Study on ranked choice voting. You want to pull up the, um, oh, well, <laughs> real quick, I think this is funny. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. There we go. Transition. <laughs> Mike Lindell countersuing Minion alleges racketeering. I don't even know if I can put up this, this website on YouTube. Like, right, this might get me, might get us banned already. Just for sharing, like, a, a news article from this, this website. But, from um, OAN. <laughs> right? Like, YouTube may just be like, no, sorry, you, you guys are down. But I saw this, and I couldn't help but laugh. And I'm just, this is so ridiculous. Racketeering, huh? Racketeering, just... yeah. So they are creating the racket. By getting their machines into the state, that is that is the racket that he is proposing, I, I believe. Um, it's impressive. Yeah, it's like the states are paying for protection, but it's for protection from Dominion. I'm, is that what he's alleging? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like, right? 
Alan Dershowitz yeah. has hinted that he may join Lindell's legal fight. This actually caught my eye because I was like, really? That guy, I at least used to think he was kind of a no-nonsense lawyer. No. But, hey, uh, <sighs> the biggest free speech case in U.S. history. A lot of times I think that people just want their faces in the news. Like, you know what I mean? Like this dude. Like, that's all that is. Like, for example, I'm, I'm going to talk about... Have, did you see the Candace Owens Cardi B I feud? heard very little about it. Why don't, you, why don't you lay it out? So, Cardi B... Um, Last week, did the her and Megan the Stallion uh, did a uh, a live rendition of WAP, a live performance, which stands for wet ass p word for those of you that don't know. Right, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they did it on on the Grammys, and of course, Candace Owens who I can't stand, but she, uh, <laughs> she goes on to, you know, blast Cardi B for, you know, being Cardi B. And Cardi B <laughs> really innocuously just says, hey, look, we made Fox News. Doesn't tag Candace Owens. Doesn't really, like, really start shit. Like, she just says, hey, we made Fox News. Cool, or something like that. Well, so... Here's the thing. So Candace Owens starts a thing, and she's like, well, if you wanted to at me, you know, she used to just at me, blah, 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 blah. If you wanted to say it, just, you know, talk about it. At the end of the day, here's what I think. I don't think she gives a shit. Cardi B has 17.5 million followers on Twitter. I was just looking for. Candace Owens has 2.6. That bitch is clout chasing. Um, that's all I, I, you, you can call it whatever you want. You know, maybe she has principles. I don't think she does. I think she just, you know, talks and found her little niche because um, she's a piece of shit um, who has absolutely no beliefs in the first place. But, um, yeah, that's clout chasing. That's all it is. That's all it is, is clout chasing. She just wanted to get uh, people looking at her. Buh, 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 buh. So then, of course, you know, Cardi B talks mad shit. She's like, oh, yeah, well, your husband fucks his brother or something like that. Or he fucks your brother. (laughs) Something ridiculous. That was a fake tweet, and she just reposted it. So now Candace Owens is going to sue Cardi B for posting that Uh fake tweet that she didn't even create. Yeah, cloud chasing. So it's it's, it's no case there to what? What is your case? Private, what, a private member of a family. I was just asking, right? So, like, if 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 like say she didn't make it, is it libel or slander? Slander is written, right? Libel is written. Slander is spoken. There you go. So, the libel, 
Is she liable for that? She didn't create it. All she did was retweet it. Should people, because of because of Section 230, because of Section 230, she's actually directly responsible for what she posts. And not in Twitter. Oh, really? Right. Twitter's not responsible? No, the, the user is because of Section 230. Oh. So if you, if you post lies, and then the thing is, she's going to have to, like, knowingly... Like Candace Owens is going to have to either prove like knowing maliciousness and 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 actually the standard's a lot lower for a private citizen. So like knowing maliciousness is like the standard set for like a public figure, which is a, a ridiculously high standard of evidence to prove <clears throat> against the public figure. And it's almost impossible, which is why nobody ever goes after it. Right? Um, I don't know. Candace Owens is also still making Facebook, so. Candace Owens is also suing Facebook. I mean, um, that's not what we're talking about, right? So. <laughs> You're right. That's not what we're talking about. Like, I don't, I don't, okay. <laughs> There's lots of people suing Facebook. Um, but to, like, post something about a non public figure, regardless of whether you it's true or not, whether or not it's, it's public or not. If you have a massive platform like Cardi B, you go after a non-public figure, you can be liable whether it's true or false. Like, mm. for, for, like, because it's not a public figure. And so, like, the standards are much lower in terms of, like, defamation, slander, libel. That's true. Because you have a massive platform. You, are, you know, like, like, so, like, she is actually kind of, kind of, like, maybe put herself in a little bit of hot water, depending on how this all shakes out. Um... Because it wasn't aimed at Candace. It was aimed at her husband and brother. Regardless of whether it's true so, or false. So, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So I guess she would have to be like, because it was basically a fake tweet that somebody said that Candace Owens tweeted. And so all she has to do is say, I didn't know. I thought you tweeted that. Mm -hmm. Is it done? Maybe. Maybe. You know. Is, is her her pleas going to be like absolute ignorance? That's what I would say. Because the, the, her tweet says this, you tweeted this, you're going to talk about my significant others, and then you're sleeping with this dude, or something like that. I don't know. Right. I don't it's know. The, it's the, well, and then it goes back to the media responsibility, right? Because it's like, well, it was reported by BuzzFeed or whatever that this tweet was whatever, but then... Like, are they liable for it then? If they reported on it on fake news, on a made-up thing, and they they reported on it as if it was real, are then they liable for it? Good question. Like, Did he fuck his brother? I, I don't know. <laughs> but again, it's a private figure. Right? I'm just so here to ask the questions. <laughs> That's my Tucker Carlson impression. I'm just here to ask the questions. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you probably watch more of him than I do. <laughs> actually, actually, I think the people that I watch watch him more than anyone. Like the, some of the YouTubers that I that I pay attention to, John Oliver. Uh, the last week tonight, that's John Oliver. Is that right? 
he did a whole Tucker Carlson segment, um, which is worth a watch uh, if you if you haven't if you have a chance. The he did like a whole segment on Tucker Carlson and why he's a terrible person. Um, let's talk about HR one. Um, because I think like you wanted to talk about, um, some voting stuff that was going on in Michigan. Yeah. Well, it was, it was Michigan and elsewhere. I'll have to find that story again. And Wisconsin, you sent it to me in the text. So I, I it may be easier to find that way. Um, but just kind of going through, um, so I'm going to tie this into it. Go ahead. I was just going to kind of go through the HR one like sections here because it's a lot. It's a huge, huge bill. Um, and it says, starting with requiring availability of internet voter registration, use of internet to update registration information, which would be, I'm just going to say, like, if you live here, registering to vote is kind of a pain in the ass because you can't do it over the internet. You have to either mail in a thing or you have to go to a place. Like, it's kind of an ass, an ass beating. Um Provision of election information by electronic mail to individuals registered to vote. I don't know why we wouldn't do that already. Clarification of requirement regarding necessary information to show eligibility to vote. Prohibiting the state from requiring applicants to provide more than the last four digits of Social Security number. I agree with that. Based on the thing that I just saw. Report on data collection, permitting voter registration application form to serve as application for absentee ballot. And I don't know what effective date means. Uh, it'd be like the effective date for whenever this law was supposed to come into effect. So it'd say something like, well, the next oh, when does it, yeah, okay. whatever after this bill is passed, or whatever, something like that. Automatic registration of eligible individuals. I like that. I am a big fan of automatic registration. Like, once you turn 18, boom, you should be eligible to vote. Like, I just, I think you should be automatically registered in the system, ready to go the day you turn 18. They, the government has that information. There's no reason why we can't do that. Like, if you've got a Social Security card, you're 18 years old, you should be in, instantly registered. Well, I mean, since we're going to make everyone eligible for the draft as well it should just tie into that right exactly exactly because my son sure got a letter when he turned 18 selective service <laughs> like they they know they fucking know uh let's see voter protection so one of the, a couple of the big things that i've seen that a lot of people are upset about is i think um something about felons uh, being That's allowed to vote, yeah. Um, yeah, I which I agree with. The... I I 100% agree with. I think they should be allowed to vote. Now, do I think they should vote in prison? No. I'll, I'll, I, I will draw the line there. I know there are some people that disagree with me on that, 
Did felons, um, if they're if they're going to have their voting rights reinstated, are they are they also going to have their gun rights reinstated? Um, I would say that depends. Or would you say Honestly. it depends on on voting also? No. I don't think no. you can you can if you're going to reinstate rights, then you reinstate the rights. If you're not, then don't. Um, I disagree. Because there's a fucking difference. No, there's a there difference isn't. between... Yes, there yes, isn't. no, there is a difference. Stop it. There's a difference. There's a difference between owning a gun and there's and voting. There's no difference. And, and if, if these are the rights... What? The there's no difference? There's the no rights. difference between owning a gun... See, and that's where we did Absolutely not. There is fucking no common goddamn sense gun laws. There is no difference. Common sense gun laws where fucking... If you're a fucking... Like, if you murdered people, no, you shouldn't have guns. Because there are people that get out of manslaughter in, like, seven years. No, that's, you shouldn't have guns, murder. but you should be able to they vote. Weren't, they weren't charged with murder, then. If they get out on manslaughter, it wasn't murder, right? That's not what they're charged with. They still killed somebody. Okay. But you could have killed them with still a car. Funny. You could have killed them with a car, and then you're, you're going to say they don't get a gun? That's manslaughter? Yeah. Yeah. So, you don't get a gun. But you can vote. Absolutely not. If you're, you're going to give one, you got to give both. They're not the same. They are They're the same. not the same rights. No. What? what? No. Oh, so... <laughs> they're not the same. Well, I, unless you're going to say that that they're that they're inalienable rights that you're born with. Yes, they are. The right to own a gun. Mm -hmm. Your right to defend yourself. Absolutely, hundred percent. It is not a privilege. It is a right. And if we if we take the rights away from a felon, they have they have shown that they cannot live in the, in the civilized society. They've got to go pay their debt to society for whatever time. If we're going to reinstate the rights, then you reinstate the rights. Not All right, then. don't. If that's what they got to do, then fine. I do think that there should be laws regarding weapons, though. So. Mm -hmm. Um, common sense gun laws. I don't even know what that means. It means like um, people that are a little bit crazy shouldn't have guns. Mm -hmm. so who decides that? State? Doctors. That, that they're supposed to. So the doctors for the, the work for the state? <laughs> <laughs> Then you end up with the same situation where you, you had the, the prison that was sending off female inmates to get sterilized. That guy, that guy worked for the state. That's true. You make a valid point. So who's like who's going to make those decisions, right? Like that's that's always the biggest thing that I have with, with these policies and these propositions. It's like who decides? Honestly, like if you, yeah, who decides, right? So like same people that decide. This, I mean, there are people that sit in a fucking room and decide whether or not somebody gets to get out on probation or mm -hmm. or uh, parole, like the parole board. Like there are people that sit around and decide this. Mm -hmm. You know, should should parole exist? If we if we determine that a punishment was fitting for the crime that was committed, should parole even exist? Then? I do. I think it should. I th and I think there should be some sort of... Is it, is it nothing there has to be some to sort of, like... Control the prison population? 
Yeah, there's, well, there, I wish they'd control the prison population. There has to be some kind of rehabilitation available to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, like I talked about the other day, you have to you have to humanize these people, because what happens is once once somebody goes into the system in this country, it's fucking over for them. Like their name is on a registry. Anytime they try to get a job, anytime they try to do anything, they can't. Nobody wants to fucking hire them. Nobody wants to fuck with them, right? And so, as soon as that happens, their life is over they can't go forward so that's why you have a lot of retreads in prison because they get out they try to make it work they try to do things they try to get a job try to re-enter society and they get shut out and so they're like well i know how to be a criminal i got some homeboys that i met on the inside and we can go start an enterprise right and they get right back into the same thing and so i think i think a lot of times um there's no without some type of rehabilitation ready for these people. It's just a just a continuation. So we have to have a way of of humanizing these folks and getting them back into society. Like that shit can't follow them forever. There I, I, has I 100% to be a way. I agree with you. I, I agree with all of that. Um, so. And I think voting, I think it starts with the voting. Huh? I said I'm mostly just throwing shade at you. And, and uh, I'm, I'm I think okay it starts with voting. So it's, so it's like, again, if you're going to reinstate rights, then reinstate rights. That's that's where I draw the line. You know, you know you I, I changed my you position. You can't have one on without the other. And I'm... Did we, have we talked about that? I changed my position on guns this summer. What's your position? This past summer. Oh, maybe. I used to be pretty anti-gun. Um, like I was, you know, didn't own guns, never had guns in the house, mostly cause I've always had little kids in the house, but I, you know, not very big gun person, not a hunter, um, kind of thing. Well, um, over the, over the course of all of the riots and the protests and the things of that nature this summer, I saw a couple things. One, um, the the people without guns tend to get shot by police or bullied by police quite often, um, and it's pretty bad. Like, because they try to have a peaceful protest, the police show up in their riot gear with their mace and their rubber bullets and whatnot, and they just start fucking firing at people, right? And then I watch these dudes in Michigan this militia show up to the Capitol fully fucking armed, right? Locked and loaded. They walk into the Capitol and people are like, Hey, Hey, Hey buddy, why don't you calm down? Hey, everything's fine. It's all fine. Just it's come on. It's amazing what an armed populace can do to a, a tyrannical like, government. Isn't it? Bro, that's, I, I was just like, everybody should have a gun. Everybody like, should have a gun. <laughs> like, 100%. especially if you're going to protest, like you should just carry. Like I, I man, openly, was... brazenly, and honestly, carry your yeah. firearms, and all of your buddies so, should have them too. There's a couple of groups down here in Dallas uh, that like go on marches with their with their guns. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> speaking of, that was another, I think it was either, I think it was John Oliver that did another segment on that. It was like the, it was Dallas. It was about Dallas people. And, and so they had like one that was in a suburb. They had a march of like Whitey Wick Whitertons about gun rights. And there was like no police involvement. And then in Dallas over in South Dallas by Fair Park, they had a, they had a march. It was black people uh, with their guns. And they had four car police escort, <laughs> like all surrounding them as they did their march with their guns. I mean, that's like the thing very, that, that, very. Like when, when, when I hear white liberals talk about gun control, right? And then I'm going to point this, side, this directly to your side. When I hear white liberals talk well, about gun control, well, let me finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. What they don't realize is they're not going to get our guns. They're not coming after our guns in the in the rural areas, in the white neighborhoods, in the in the in the small towns. You know, Texas, small town Texas. They, they ain't coming for our guns. They're going for the inner city black people who have been fighting gangs for years. They're taking their guns away. They're taking away the guns out of the city. And the cities with the highest like murders all have the strictest gun laws. So this shit doesn't work. Period. Well, There's no discussion. So one thing, one thing that I've learned moving further left is that real leftists are very pro-gun. Yeah. Marxists are very, very pro-gun. Because they also uh, understand that there's no revolution without armed conflict. That's yeah. why they're very pro-gun. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, it's kind of interesting. Wrong? I was moving, as, like I said, as I moved further left, that's uh, that's one of the things I've realized. And so, like like I said, in my opinion on guns changed before I moved over there um, because, because of what I saw. It was, it was, there was the Michigan <laughs> thing, there was Ohio, and there was Virginia, and then there was the Georgia thing. And I think it was yeah. the, the black group in Georgia that was out there marching against the uh, Stone Mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the group in Michigan, you have the group in Virginia, who was basically the D.C. march uh, last year, where they were all coming yeah. around with their guns and stuff, marching through again. Um, it wasn't in D.C., but it was... What was that? Oh, it was the Capitol Building in Virginia, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, that's, um, what, that's what it was. You know, nobody got hurt. No, none of the police went off the chain. No firebombs or anything. Everyone's very, very polite. Why? Because an armed society is a polite society. Well, because if they start Straight blasting, <laughs> they don't want that kind of conflict. No. You know what I mean? Like if everybody has guns and then the police have guns and then they just start shooting at each other. They don't want that. That's bad optics. Well, it's, right? it's bad optics because everyone in the crowd is going to say, hey, we all look the same. And then everyone outside looks different, like the cops that are around them. And so all the bullets are going to be going in two directions. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, that's the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> the bullets will be going in two directions, not just one. Not just one. And that's right. And so, like... You know, and then I remember I laughed. I laughed hard because it was like there was the John Brown Gun Club there marching in. No, it was it the NFAC, the not fucking around. Coalition. Not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> the 
great names. The not fucking around uh, coalition. Yeah. The, yeah, the NFAC was marching with the John Brown Gun Club there in Georgia, and they shot themselves through, like, terrible trigger <laughs> discipline. So, like, that's another thing. It's like, like, the, the right-wing militia groups, they're probably all ex-military. Yeah. There might be a few ex-military guys on the far left side, but they are they are vastly outnumbered by the crazies on the right. Well, so another thing though that I that I this for since we're talking about guns, we've had um, in my town um, just in the last month. Um, Eight. That's the one I was going with. It. A, a a couple of kids that have accidentally either shot themselves or shot someone else mm-hmm. like on accident. And so they get a gun and they play around with it and then they, it goes off and somebody dies. It's happened twice mm-hmm. in, in my community um, over the last month, maybe three months. I don't know either way. Um, so while my stance on guns has changed, there has to be some type of training. There has to so, be, like, if you're going to have, have guns in the house... We need to have mandatory firearm training at elementary schools. Second grade. <laughs> I'm serious. Dead serious. Second you could grade. not be more serious about this. Well, I mean... You don't have to do it at the school. Know. You can go elsewhere. It can be a field trip. But everyone um, needs to I have mean, I would do it with. You could probably do it with fake weapons. Because, actually... Um, there is a there's a class and I and I and I actually taught it. I'm actually trained to teach. It's called Hunter Education, um, and I had to go get another certification. I tell you, I've got certifications coming up my ears. But uh, it was coupled with Angler Education when I went to this class, and so it was Hunter Ed Angler Ed. And so I taught a lot of fish and stuff in the in the outdoor adventure class that I taught. Um, but, but, but there's a whole, like, and they have, like, these whole rifles, like, little orange rifles that you can train with on how to, you know, put it down and not point it at somebody. And, like, there is that the education in the state of Texas is out there to teach kids. Um, and it is ready to it. And it's called Hunter Education. Uh, and they, like, you have to be... You have to have be at least fourteen, I think, in Texas to get to get that thing to be able to go hunting on your own. Does that mean? I think that's yes. right. I think it's fourteen uh, to go hunting on your own, and you have to be certified in this hunter education to do that um, legally. Uh, and I think have it's a good seen, idea. Have you seen this? Seeing as we're talking about uh, weapons now, this is HR eight. What about? This is to require a background check for every firearm sale. <clears throat> and this is kind of a joke, and this is like a meme on the right. Um, there's, there's a joke that says, okay, so if, if the government comes after my guns and they collect 17 guns, how many guns do I have left? <laughs> 17? I don't know. 39, because I didn't tell them about the rest of them. Like, <laughs> like this is this is this is a meme on the right because yeah. a lot of people believe that like it's their right to bear arms and they don't have to tell the government 
you know, about the firearms and the weapons that they have. But they don't, right? And that's just a fact. That's, you know, like you've said, there's more weapons in this in this country than there are in the rest of the entire world. Like, uh, There's more weapons in this all... country than there are people. Yeah. And then, well, and then yeah, the because... crazy thing about that is there's more weapons in this, in this country than there are people. And then, like, only, like, 30% of the population owns those weapons. So, yeah, in my department, uh, in, the, in the maintenance group that I work for, there's, like, 100 people, right? There's a guy I work with on a daily basis I'm very good friends with intentionally because he's got enough weapons and ammo to arm up the entire group twice. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to be friends with that guy, right? So if it ever hits the fan, I'm going to his house. So the funny thing is is the, uh, (laughs) the, the, the teenagers and I have always said we were headed to, uh, to granddaddy's house because they live on the island mm-hmm. and have lots of guns so we were, our thought is is being on an island you can blow the bridge right <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you know you'll be fine everything's fine no, so I mean, that's where we are heading then you have to no, no no you keep the bridge open and you fortify it because then you still like at least you could sort of control the flow of traffic but you have to fortify it and control it because what you don't want to have happen is to be able, have to guard the entire island. Right? You have to, yeah, to guard, so you have to guard all the the waterways, right? So you want to keep that path open as the easiest point of egress, so it's more easily defended. Uh, the other thing in this in this HR one bill, um, to go back to this, uh, I was just is, gonna say, uh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say uh, this right here as far as this like background check on every sale. The other reason for this is that a lot of people are fighting back on this on the right. Is a it doesn't make any sense. B it gets rid of all private sales. So the idea that you and I could like so if I had a gun right and, and you lived on a farm somewhere and you hunted you had a feral hog problem and I loaned you a rifle. Mm-hmm. I become a felon. Again, oh, wow. I'm an automatic felon if I loan you this rifle to deal with a problem on your land. You, I don't even have to sell it to you. Right? I just have to loan it to you. To go use an, on, on whatever. I'm a, I'm a felon automatically if I do something like that. So if, if you wow. went hunting with Granddaddy and you borrowed the rifle out there, you're a felon. Or he's a felon. I've got. Um, that's what this I've does. Got, so that's. I've got three rifles given to me by my father-in-law uh, that are not registered to me. Um, <laughs> so I guess we're already in there. Yeah. So, like, if this bill passes, he becomes a felon. That's crazy. That's that's how like draconian this one is. Uh, you want to go back to HR one? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think this Sorry, is, I, uh, is good. Uh, yeah, that one's. This is just so big, so much. Um, the other thing that a lot of people are talking about is lowering the voting age to sixteen. We need to lower it to like twelve. Stop there. Um. So, here's my opinion on that. Young people already don't really vote. 
um, mostly because I don't know why I didn't really vote when I was that young either. Um, I was more, it's funny enough, I was more politically active um, from age 16 to 18 than I was 18 to 25. Mm-hmm. From age 18 to 25, I mean, think times have changed, obviously, but from age 18 to 25, um, I was too busy getting drunk. <laughs> and and trying to pick up ladies. Um, you had other things on your mind? Yeah. So, but when I was in high school, like I said, I was way more politically active. I cared more. Um, also, I was a Republican then, so who's to say? <laughs> but I mean, I think though, the issue is um, most kids. Um, vote how their parents vote or would vote how their parents vote Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where the majority of your political ideology comes from at that age like even my kids like and i really do try to let them form their own opinions but when they ask me for mine i'm going to tell them right like, this is what I think. This is why I think this, you know, so forth and so on. And they, they do ask. And so, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, you do your own research and just make your own choices, make your own decisions on how you feel about certain issues. This is why I feel this way. You can decide something else. It's not, you know, I've, but I'm just saying like, even though I really don't like demand that they think the same way that I think there's still opinions are formed based on the questions that they ask me. Right. Like I'm aware of that. They're, they're, they're going to be biased because of the household they grew up in. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm a little, leery about the the 16 year olds i think the left 100 percent and absolutely should be leery of it because conservatives are having more kids yeah that's just a fact that's just a fact i mean except for me well yeah like i said like (laughs) you know it's you're kind of like the one-off thing really because and and but think about it like your wife also came from a conservative household Mm, that's true. Extremely, like, like yeah. I've seen what her her parents post on the Facebooks, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, like, like yeah, she doesn't exactly. even follow her mom. She doesn't even follow her mom because I'll be like, "Oh, your mom." She's like, "I don't know. I don't want to know. Don't tell me." <laughs> but like, so so also. There's that, right? So it's it's not like you're you're that much of an outlier in that respect, because again, it's she she wanted the big family, she wanted the the kids and everything, and so that is that is a trait stemming from that traditional conservatism, not whatever the nouveau left is. Yeah. 
abortions on demand. Like, you know, that's not, those two things don't coincide. And so it's, it's just a fact that there's, then that's, that's really why that they're saying like generation Z is the more conservative, right? Because having more kids. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, I, I like generation Z, Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining, <laughs> if nothing else. Like. They're, they're entertaining, and I think they're very competitive, like, um, just in general. Um, you got to get the most TikTok views. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just... <laughs> they're pretty creative. They're competitive. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what where it goes from here. Um, they're also, you know, they're more conservative, but not socially um, I right. think the, yeah, the social conservative, right. right? The social conservative is is going away. That's that's why I think Trump was as successful as he was because he could get the the LGBT crowd, the the, the some of the other. Um, like people that have been typically pushed aside by the conservative um, kind of came into the big tent Republican Trumpism, Trumplicans, Republican um, base um, because they agreed with some of the other things that he was saying and they didn't feel so ostracized based on who they were socially. Do you think, do you uh, think like, uh, let, me, let me just say this, that happened because of the Pulse nightclub shooting? His response the to what? the Pulse nightclub shooting, the gay club in Florida, that was shut up by the uh, the extremists, forty nine people. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know what his response was. I don't remember. Oh, it was basically it was just well, in, it, in the most disgenerous, ungenerous sense, he basically was like, "Hey, look, these Islamic extremists is not compatible with the American lifestyle." And they were like, he he was like, hey, look, there. You go to the Middle East, you can't be who you are. You're gonna get thrown off a building. And they were like, hey, you know what? Hmm. Maybe it's interesting. Yeah, because you know, people on on the other side of the argument were like, oh, we need to take a look at guns or whatever. And then it's like, no, 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 no. This guy just killed forty nine people. Because his religion didn't agree with what they, like, them existing. Yeah. Sometimes I think... Wait a minute. One of the the bigger issues for uh, Democrats, and where I think they're going to lose a lot of people, um, is in the identity politics that they keep promoting. Because at the end of the day, um, for the most part, we we want to be successful. We want to have um, things, right? And if you go into office and we vote you in and it's just because you fit these certain little ticks and then you don't do shit and then you don't do shit for your group what was the fucking point 
you know, like, great, you're Kamala Harris's Asian, Indian, African, white, all of the things. Every time I turn around, they're saying this, she's the first Asian American to do this. And I'm like, like okay. Third, she was black. But, 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 and that's fine. Um, she can be all those things. Great. But what are you going to do for the, for that community? Because from what I see, everything you're doing is for rich people. You're protecting the wealthy. Um, so what's the point? Well, that is what's her, the point? Her number one group is, is fellow wealthy DC, you know, beltway elite people. Like those are, those are her people. I think they're all their peoples. I mean, that's the thing. I want to talk about, like, you tried to jump back into it and I stopped you, but this HR1, <laughs> the reason why I think it's an absolute travesty. Um, at the end of the day, in the bottom line, all the other euphemisms I could use for this is it. It's 100% unconstitutional. How's that? Because, because it removes election control from state legislatures. It's 100% unconstitutional to federalize the elections of the states. And that's where I was going to go into this story here. A few, I, I sent you this story this month after Trump complaint. Some courts are finding irregularities in the 2020 election, right? Mm -hmm. This story doesn't talk about fraud, right? What the story talks about is that they violated state law. Right? Mm -hmm. This goes back to the Pennsylvania case that was kicked out, right? Now, whether or not the courts decide to, to take an issue with these things is a whole other matter. But on the surface of it, this is happening. These, the, the ruling comes down from Michigan saying you violated the law because you did not change your election proceedings in accordance with the legislature's wishes. Because the state legislatures are supposed to be the only ones that have control of elections. And mm -hmm. what HR1 does removes that power from the states. It is absolutely 100% unconstitutional. In every form. So even all the good things, right? Like the, the thing that I just saw that I actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it, prohibiting members of the House of Representatives from serving on boards for, for, of for-profit entities. I'm okay with this. This is great. This, this gets rid of that Hopefully, that revolving door of politics and lobbyists. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a great thing. And maybe they could do this in another bill. But as far as the controlling of the elections, no. I, I, I mean, I don't know how much controlling of the elections per se it is because looking at looking into it. it okay. Even the first thing you said of, of, of voter roll. Automatic registration. Requiring availability of internet for voter registration? 
the automatic registration and the controlling of registration is unconstitutional because the states regulate that now. So even even like the things but that's that not but that I, like but I disagree with that. I I disagree with that um, because registering to vote shouldn't be I don't think should be controlled by a state. Now the state can run their election. Yes, I agree with that. The state can run an election. You can run it however the fuck you want to run it. But I think the the citizens can be – they can require availability to register to vote. Registration to vote shouldn't have fuck all to do with an individual election. I think, I think this bill is, is going to – Allow the Republicans to cheat more than you've ever seen before. Same day registration, huh? What what's stopping what's stopping Republicans from doing all the things that they say the Democrats are doing? Nothing. Nothing. In fact, most and this of the, bill will make it time, easier. Most of the time, they catch people things. with fraud. Most of the time, they catch people with fraud. It is Republicans. You know, not in 2020, but whatever. No, I um, said catch people when they, I, I when they get caught. I, I, I did also caught. Right? The big story in Texas was that lady who worked for the Republican in San Antonio. That was the Veritas thing. She's in jail now. She went to prison for their reporting. Yeah. Um. Same-day registration. So mandating this across the entire United States is unconstitutional. Mandating, and I don't know if it's on this, this section right here, but mandating the use of absentee ballots is unconstitutional. That is running the election. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Permitting voter registration application service application for absentee ballot. Um... I will agree on same-day registration, and here's why. I got purged for whatever reason uh, from the voter rolls. Um, I think um, why why I don't understand why you would want less people to vote. We have like 50, 60 percent of the country votes. Why is it the mission of the Republicans to make it more difficult to vote? So, it's an interesting question. And the only thing I could say is it's, it's power grab, right? As far as the Republican establishment. Would you agree with that? What do you mean, maintain, power Well, it's to maintain whatever modicum of power they have, right? So they they know that if 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 however many people vote, a lot of people vote default Democrat, right? Default mm-hmm. liberal progressive, right? Um, and and I it's it's my belief you can argue with this if you want, but the majority of Democratic voters are low information, which is why they want to lower the voting age to sixteen. Low information, right? That's how I see it. And you can argue with me, whatever, right? But if, if people who are only paying attention to, 
people who are only paying attention to well and, and i will say that that on the right there absolutely are the the low information voters one thing but on the grand scheme of things of that. go ahead but in the grand scheme of things if you're, if you're talking about lowering the voting age to 16 you can get six million kids in chicago area to vote for a certain thing it's absolutely going to swing an election yeah well i mean but i mean how many how many low information voters are you going to have out in in efe kentucky right that are going to be like yeah okay they're low information voters but that's not enough to swing i i will say this um because the I don't know. I think a lot of people are low information voters. Majority um, of voters. Um, but one of the things that's always driven me crazy is is that people, the the, the people that leave the left or whatever, um, because of a lot of the identity politics type stuff and the just the shaming. Um, K-Hive type shit, and so they leave the left. Here's the thing that I've never really understood, because my core values have never changed. Like, the things that I believe have never changed. Now, whether I agree with those people or not is not going to change where I stand on issues like I'm not magically just going to be oh well I really don't like that person so I'm a conservative now mm-hmm. now it has pushed me further left into some of the class issues that I have but my like I said my core values and this one this is what I don't understand if, if you can just be like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm a conservative now I hate um, the gays or whatever. I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't, you know, now I'm against all things um, socialists. I just, I don't get it. So like. I think that there were, there were. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and while. I just don't, I just don't understand. Like then you weren't really a, a lefty. If you left the left because somebody was mean to you, then you were never a fucking leftist. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. You were, you were a fucking identitarian fucking Republican. And really, honestly, there, it, the democratic party is not fucking left. We have two right wing parties in this country. We have a, a right wing democratic party and a fucking far right wing Republican party there is no left party in this country mm-hmm. and to pretend otherwise is you, pretend you, do. you have you have the dsa no. you have the dsa i mean i'm powerful the, personal the dsa privilege. is fucking ridiculous too what a personal privilege i'm offended that you would say they're powerless <laughs> yeah they're powerless they did win uh, in nevada though they they won see? they won big in nevada Hey, you know what I found back, though? Coming in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a segment here. Remember that I was talking about George Washington? 
I found the book <laughs> that, uh, that I about George Washington being gay. It's called uh, the Great American Bathroom Book, Part One. <laughs> anyway, of course you this, right is sure. this is where I developed my whole perspective. <laughs> it says. George Washington kept a meticulous journal. Few men have written more, yet he was not one to waste words. Sports and recreation, horses, dogs, and business all interested him. In social matters, he was adept, though he never seemed at ease with the ladies. Uh, however, he was an excellent dancer and had relationships with all the various women. Excellent dancer, never at ease with ladies, okay? He married Martha Custis, a wealthy widow with two children. No offspring resulted from this union. But Washington was a devoted father to his stepchildren. That's it. <laughs> That's how I developed my whole theory, based on those three sentences. <laughs> I don't know. I cracked myself up. Sorry, I was just I glanced over. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> maybe maybe he was just a a, a modern day incel with the seventeen seventy six. He didn't have no, any man. Like, so he had to go dance. Dude, go, gays were let his feelings. Let his feelings fly <laughs> with the. <laughs> you you got stoned back in those days if you were if you were gay. So, but you know. That's how it goes. It's whatever, man. You know, you get yeah, the, the Victoria to mess this up pretty good, right? Right. She needed. She needed. Uh, she needed a man to help manage affairs, and he needed a cover up. So there you go. Needed a beard. It's a marriage. Marriage of convenience. <laughs> uh, I was just. My fit. I just want to mess with conservatives about that because I think it's fun. It's an interesting theory. It's funny. It's funny. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is really all I care about. I just, I just wanna, <laughs> I'm just trying to be hilarious. Um, anyway, back to this. <laughs> back to the serious thing. Oh. Yeah, okay, so we, we covered HR1. Is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about with that? Nah. Nah. <clears throat> and we talked about... <laughs> Alright, let's do this then. You brought up... You brought up uh, colleges. Or like the aware of. College. college? Identity politics. Yeah. Um, so, I've got something for that. On U.S. campuses, an increasingly uncompromising climate is costing professors their job. Now, this, this particular story, it talks about uh, an educator at a law school, Georgetown Law Center, says, quote, I hate to say this, I end up having this angst every semester that a lot of my lower ones, of students, I assume, are black happens almost every semester and it's like oh come on you get some really good ones but there are also usually some that are just plain at the bottom it drives me crazy 
It was terminated. She was uttering racist statements and revealed that not only Seller's belief about black students in her class, but also about how her racist thoughts have translated to racist actions. She was immediately fired. Which is really what the article goes on to say, like, hey, wait a minute. Everything happened so quickly. This precludes any meaningful investigation of what actually happened. Because this video got out, it made the school look bad, and they fired her. Maybe that's what they fired her for. Just being in the news. Hey, I'm going to say this. <laughs> when you get hired on, one thing they say is don't be in the news. <laughs> like for whatever like don't be in the news we get that too don't you you don't represent us don't be in the news don't make us be in the news it's the only time the only time like a, a industrial plant is in the news is if something explodes right so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we can be in the news for good things, but that's that's you know school sanctioned. Right. You get to sign off for that one. Um, so if if this is all that was said, is that hey, a lot of times the students that I have. Uh, they, they, they violated the right to due process. She has a case. Honestly. Yeah. Like that, that straight up as a, as a violation of due process. And in any definition, um, they fired her immediately. Yeah, there was no due process. So it it was just strange coming from a law school a georgetown freaking law school you don't know that you violated her right to due process i'm going to have to cut that out what uh there was a a word on the screen which we're not allowed to say but i can't have it up on the screen either yeah um it was in the it was in the yeah. article Oh. It was. Oh. I see it there now. Yes, I'm looking at it. Yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely have to cut that out. Um, I guess I should have. Yeah, you get fired for that one. Yeah, you get fired for that one. Well, but and he's talking about in an educational context. So it'd be like if you had to read Mark Twain aloud in class. Did you? Did I mean? And, and when you were in school, did you get the preface from the teacher that's like, "This word is in the book." Uh, we, I, I was uh, way past the point of reading out loud. Um, in in school, like, the Huckleberry Finn. No. Okay. Yeah. They made us read uh, certain yeah. sections of it that we were to discuss in class. 
So she like, just made I, the assumption not everyone read it. <laughs> that not everyone read it? Yeah, not everyone did the reading assignment. So in order to have a discussion, she had to have the section read in class. Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Hudson, when did we read that? Like, fourth fucking grade? Like... I feel like we were way past Huck Finn by the time that would have been. Freshman. Really? Huckleberry yeah. Finn is a freshman? I was reading Animal Farm as a freshman. <sighs> they didn't let us read Animal Farm. That was never required reading. Oh, that was good stuff. I enjoyed that book a lot. Yeah. Were you just like wanting to be a pig? Yep. Be be more equal than all the other animals. Nah, I was a. Uh, what was the uh, snowball? The Leninist. Snowball was, snowball, was he Leninist or was Snowball Trotsky? Snowball was Lenin, I think. Hold on. What was the Lenin guy? I don't know. <laughs> One that died. Lenin died. Lenin died. He may Trotsky, have been old major. Yeah, I think it was old major. Oh, no. No, Snowball. Was it Snowball? No, old major. Uh, yes, and Snowball was Trotsky and, and Napoleon was Stalin. So I was an old major guy. I was all about him. And then he died and, and Snowball and, and Napoleon took over and that's when it went to shit. I remember. Everything was rolling until they took over. Bastards. There's a... <laughs> what did I... Oh, yeah, it was like the world Trotskyist thing I pulled up the other day. A couple weeks back, I pulled up their website. That was entertaining. Let's take a look at, speaking of government overreach, why don't you talk to us about this story right here? So, yeah, so I was sent this on Twitter by our one of our 15 viewers, and uh, kind of blew me away. So basically, I think I have it up. Yeah, so... Basically, um, since 2015, 2016, uh, the state of Texas has been selling our information to kind of whoever, um, to the tune of about $450 million over, this, over the course of this time. The DMV, um, like... So where do phone spammers get your information about your car to call and trying to sell extended warranties? The state government. How do spammers get your name, mailing address, driver's license, VIN, make model of your car, auto loan information, date of birth, even your photo? State government. Who helps facilitate identity theft? The state government. Okay. Want to buy 30 million Texas vehicle uh, records, including registration and title? Um, $5,000. 
So that's how much information that if, if you want to buy 30 million Texas vehicle records, it's only going to cost you $5,000 and they've made $450 million off of this shit. That tells you how much information has been given. Um, now this first broke back in the 15, um, and not a whole lot of attention was paid to it. Um, apparently, this company, Vertifor, um, had all of this information, and, and it wasn't even password-protected or encrypted. And so anybody could have... Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> are you doing the math? <laughs> I, was, I was saying it's it's $16,400 $16, because of this plus 38 cents for each thousand vehicles, so... Thirty million divided by a thousand times thirty-eight times plus five thousand sixteen thousand four hundred. So sixteen thousand four hundred for the whole list. You need a uh, seventeen hundred in escrow and one hundred thirty-five dollars a week. So you got to get the weekly updates. So fifty-two weeks out of the year. I just closed the calculator. <laughs> anyway, it's not that much money. So, but, uh, dude. So like um. Like this, it's it is, and I. My question is, what the fuck are they doing with the money? That's a lot of money, right? Now, so I, I got into another article besides this this Texas one or this Dallas Morning News one, um, and that we're talking about. Uh, you know, it started from insurance companies needing that information, um, automobile. I mean, we used to have to be able to pull uh, that information um, to make sure that the title was clear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when I was selling cars. So that all that information has to be available to certain businesses, right? But, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a matter of importance. Like, you can't share that stuff. Like, that's, that's uh, personal stuff. So um, you can't just sell it. Um, so uh, <laughs> apparently the Texas legislature is very oh, upset about it. And so they're getting into it. So they're, uh, you know, SB Senate bill 15 person cannot sell motor vehicle records bought from the state, hundred thousand dollar fine. Uh, SB 16 prevents state agencies from selling information without an individual's written consent. Uh, Senate Bill 475 uh, prevents unauthorized sale of data, improves confidentiality standards, and creates statewide cyber defense systems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the thing that I think is cool is that Senate Bill 15, that's a pretty low number, right? So that that kind of ranks its level of importance. Isn't that how that works? The lower the number, the, the higher the importance level? Well, Maybe, but if you think of it in terms of a hundred thousand dollar fine per vehicle data sold, it'd be a hell of a lot more money. But I don't know how it's written. So, because if you're thinking thirty million dollars at a hundred thousand dollars a pop, thirty million thirty million vehicles at a hundred thousand dollars a pop, that's a much larger number. That is a much larger number. So. But I, I don't know whether it's bulk data or individual 
But like I said, insurance companies, you know, I understand why they would need that information. I understand why a car dealer would need to be able to pull whether or not a car has a clean title from the state, whether or not you have the ability to sell them that car, because that's the other thing. Like if you're trading in a car, we have to be able to pull from the state that you are the owner of that car. Right. (laughs) That's important. That's important to have that knowledge. Um, You know, insurance companies, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I understand why it's important to be able to to buy that information. And you I mean, that's a service that the state would provide to an insurance company, to an automobile dealership. Like, I understand that. Um, So, like. But I think they got a little out of control <laughs> with, the, with, with the selling of this information. Like, it's not regulated enough. Um, and so that's where the $450 million stuff comes from. That's why we get 15,000 phone calls a day about a extended warranty, you know. Yeah. I've been getting texts lately, spam texts. Dude, uh, I got one this morning. This is a new one. <laughs> Reese, you still have 150, 150 Amazon bonus credit. See what it claim see what you can claim before it expires. Yeah. I didn't sign up for none of that. <laughs> I had one that was like you you won the the Amazon <laughs> earbud thing. <laughs> like I feel bad for people who like click on that stuff. Because it's like, right. oh, now you have a Trojan horse on your phone, and you use your phone to access your bank records, and so now all of it is compromised. Right, everything. So, I yeah. Here you go. This this fines for violators goes up to one million dollars. Major privacy bill session for private companies, including Google, Facebook, and others, gives Texans the right to know what information is collected on them. And who is buying it? That's a big one. It bans the collection of certain kinds of data and allows inaccuracies to be corrected. Written consent is required to release information. I want this one to pass. That seems a lot better. Because That's what I was going to say... 3741? Yeah, what I was going to say in regards to the state selling the data is like, we give way more data for free to Apple, Google, and Facebook, whoever else, right? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter had a thing where they were like, if you downloaded the app on your phone, it was like tracking other websites you visited through Chrome. Oh wow! Some little backdoor channel. So like, like that, that happened. The thing that they got caught doing, right? Um, and that was how they like tailored your feed to like look at whatever you were browsing on the internet. So, like we give so much information to these companies about just our daily lives. So on one hand, I'm like, eh. It does make it more convenient. You know. (laughs) If I'm looking for something on Amazon and then I get an ad for it on Facebook (laughs) three hours later. Yeah, you're like, I mentioned bleach. And then all of a sudden, like on a phone call to, you know, mom... I'm talking about like, oh yeah, I need to bleach the toilets, and then like a minute later, there I am on Facebook, like deals for bleach. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a true story. That really happened. Like that. Wow. Uh, 
Um, so, again, it's... If there was a way that they could just say, like, all of these spam phone calls and texts are illegal, don't do this anymore, but then they actually had a way to, like, capture and enforce it, that'd be great, but the world's super interconnected, and I don't know that that's ever going to really go away. Well, I, I think at this point, everybody kind of knows that our information is being sold, um, out there you know what i mean so i think at this point it's just a matter of what you're comfortable uh putting out there um you know and and what what you know is being picked up on the <laughs> on the on the web sorry i was scrolling through twitter and joe biden falling <laughs> happened again man it's so Go ahead. It happened again. It happened no, again. I mean, it's, just, I, it's, it's oh, on. Okay. It's I was like, on, he fell again on something? No, i got to find this right now. <laughs> no, just his, his slipping three times. Uh, I'm, I'm still convinced. I'm not going to lie. So I'm convinced he, like, he didn't pick his leg up high enough, and he must have been wearing leather shoes. Do you ever wear leather shoes on carpet? Like leather yeah. sole shoes? Yeah, it's, Dude. it's slippery. Slippery. I want to put this up right here. Oh. Oh, they changed it. They changed it to true. <laughs> I think I have a screenshot, though. I have a screenshot, said. yes. <laughs> it's like mostly false. <laughs> it's mostly funny. I got into an argument with my wife about that the other day. About, about it being mostly false. Like, mostly false. There it is on the screen. That was the original story right there. Mostly false. That's the screenshot of Joe Biden falling down the stairs. Yeah. Now they, he they change the fall. I didn't technically he fall. He caught himself. I mean, we got to an he didn't catch about himself. that. He did catch himself he, three times. He did catch himself, which is impressive. He didn't well, go. Was, how awful would it have been if he'd have been stumped? If he'd have just went rolling downstairs? Down. Also, how <laughs> fucking funny would that have been? Oh my god! I, mean, I, would, I would not have laughed. I, I mean, would, I would. You would have laughed. But Don't lie. You I would have laughed. laughed. But at, at, you, after I was done laughing. Oh, that's awful. Laugh. After I was done laughing, it would have been like, okay? oh my god, is he okay? <laughs> Did he just break his hip and like spine and now we have President Kamala? His hip and Jesus. femur. And... <laughs> Dude, he's 87. However old he's, 84? 88 if he runs again? I think he's yeah. 84. So like... People at eight, above 80 don't recover from hip injuries, man. It's it's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I saw last night... Let's was, watch it. You know, okay, let's watch it. The other thing... No, keep talking. I got it muted. Um, so the other the other thing that I was... Uh, that I saw last night was like how many pictures we have of Kamala and Joe just walking. And looking fierce. <laughs> like, 
looking looking serious. <laughs> like there's so many. Huh, look at these two. Do, do, day three in the books. Do, do, do. Like there's so many of them. Yeah, let's see if he doesn't pick his foot up high enough. I think that's yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah, he just he doesn't get his foot up high enough. He, his toe hits the lip. First one, yeah. Oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> so We've all been there. We've all been picture there. from the side where it's like just his hand on the rail, and it's like, this is the Biden presidency. He's sweating now. It's like, oh, God. Oh, God. You can't see because he's wearing a mask, but he's totally red in that picture. <laughs> I need to Absolutely. turn around and wave. Oh, Lord. Nobody caught that, right? <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I don't. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just something that happened. Okay. Right. Hop oh, hey. on so up here. The argument I got into into it with again my wife yesterday coming home. We went to to, to Galveston, you know, and. Uh, we were coming home, and uh, I was like, you know, she's, she asked me because I'd shown it to her while we were there. Uh, she's like, why do you, you know, I was like, let me, let me explain why I get upset about these things. Why, why you, like, you don't understand why I'm irrationally angry about something that's so trivial. It's kind of like if you had said, all right, every time you get home from work, I need you to go change the diaper, right? And, mm -hmm. and so, like, yesterday was Wednesday, and I didn't do it. And then you confront me about it, and I say, well, you told me to do it on Tuesday. And so here I have, that I, I have the record that I changed this diaper on Tuesday. So what you're saying isn't true. And she's like, well, I wasn't talking about Tuesday. And I was like, exactly. Nobody was talking about Biden falling all the way down the stairs. Everyone was laughing that he tripped three times. And when the story came out that it was mostly false, that Biden fell on the stairs, it makes me angry. Because it's, it's, it's misleading to, like, the population. And she was saying, well, it's technically true. And I was like, it's technically true in their own framing. So they add something. And they take away something to make whatever they say technically true, but absolutely misleading. Yeah. Well, it's technically true that I changed his diaper on Tuesday, but that wasn't your complaint. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's, 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 and, and it happens all the time. And I get, again, at this point, I just get irrationally angry every time I see it. Like, why are they lying? Well, it's not technically a lie. <laughs> that just makes me even more angry. Not the point. Not the point at all. And, and it's not something that's, that's strictly left or right, because both sides do it, and I hate it whenever anyone does it, you know? I don't... I guess that's my, my biggest problem with the media, is everyone's got their bias, and it's she's like, well, 
people are human and you know they're always going to have their biases and i'm like that's fine like i, I understand that you know? but at the same time in the interest of like journalistic ethics in the class that anyone who graduates with a journalism degree has to teach originally it taught that like hey your job is to report the facts and you keep your opinions relegated to the opinion column that's where those go you know and reading news but i think now one of the biggest problems is one of the one of the biggest problems though is is people take these opinion pieces as fact as news right yep. yeah like and, and it says at the top the shit is opinion like but and so you're taking this as okay buddy well like the whole speaking the whole, of the whole website of, like media matters is nothing but opinion site. you know that was that yeah. was David David Brock, I think, was the guy's name who like ran that. Media Matters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole thing, and it's on our politics, all over the front page, and it's all opinion pieces, and that's their news. News. Just irritating. I don't know. I don't think we have like news anymore. News, news. I mean, everything is slanted, and everything's and is biased you know what i mean i think though like if you well, and because you're always going to have a bias right uh -huh. i think uh -huh. it's important to basically come out and state your bias does that does that make sense yeah. so like I would, I would one of the reasons we we watch um new media right one of the reasons we're, we're doing this One second, baby. One of the reasons that we're doing this is uh, is because we are open about our opinions, and it's one of the reasons I watch the people that I watch is they say this is these are my stances on these issues, that, and here's why. And I think a lot of the mainstream media, even you know, if you're if you're on cable news, they pretend that they don't have a bias. And I think that's where the majority of the issues come in is when they pretend that there's no bias, and there there absolutely is. You, you I don't think you can talk about stories. I don't think you can present stories without having some type of bias and some type of framing that that makes it um, slanted. Does that make sense? It, it um, does. I just maybe it's maybe it's just wishful thinking in, in the much the way of like you know we we okay so like CNN can write a story about Trump stopped hundred thousand people at the border or Biden let in a hundred thousand people at the border right so you can see this story on CNN and person on the left and the right can read the same story and come away with completely different outcomes. Sure. person on the left might see the Biden story of letting in 100,000 immigrants between January and March as like, hey, this is great. We're, we're taking in all these people or whatever. Or somebody on the right might see it and be like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? This is terrible. Why do we have another crisis at the border kind of deal? Yeah. Um, so it's the same story, the exact same story, come away with very different outcomes. 
yeah. and, and takeaways from it. So, you know, it's, that's why I think it's important to just hear the facts. And, and you know, that's, that's where the news should be. Like, hey, there's a blockade in Yemen, and, you know, this UN doctor said there's 400,000 people that are about to, like, starve their children, right? Uh, like, that's a problem. When did that blockade start? Did it start when the United States, like, pulled their support out? And, like, was that fuel blockade been going on long for a long time? Right. You know, I couldn't even get yeah. the real answer out of that one. Because if, if people were starving for three months, they're, they're probably about to die. So if that stuff has been going on for longer, then they would already be ceased right at that point it would have already stopped so i mean it's like hey Biden, great job you pulled saudi support now they're starving the people of yemen yeah i am um... yeah so because we're not giving them money anymore they're other starving people that's my assumption because it's, it's, it was it was one thing for the, the Saudis to go in with the U.S. support to fight the Houthis, um, you know, on, on equal terms, right? But then, if you no longer have United States support, well, it's much more efficient as a military strategy to just not let them eat. Yeah. As, as horrible as that sounds... Like, that's why sieges were effective on castles. The castle didn't have enough yeah. stores for the winter. The army that's outside can go and hunt and gather and forage and, and feed themselves. But if you're stuck in that castle, then you've only got what you've got. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a... Eyebrows article from his site. Oh, God, your favorite person. Um, well, eyebrows... Eyebrows. <laughs> Ryan Savadra has uh he's he's a guy you would hate to follow on Twitter. Probably. But this article here and then which one is the AP article? Oh yeah, huh. So they stopped. Boeing <laughs> Raytheon missile sales to Saudi Arabia paused by uh, Biden administration. Yeah. Sanaa, Yemen. And but they're like doing a, a Saudi Arabia is doing a fucking genocide in Yemen. Like right now, yeah, turning into it. <laughs> they're turning into it. They've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Like we and we were selling them the weapons, million dollar weapons still. Remember when I used to complain about the um, emoluments clause with Trump and how he let all these Saudi people spend a lot of money in his hotels and then turned around and gave them a huge weapons deal? Yeah. Yeah. There's that. And so that they could go and do a genocide in Yemen. Been complaining about that for like three years. You know, you know, it's funny you complain about that, but those weapons deals were already going through under Obama. Trump sold them more weapons, yes, no doubt. But, but Obama sold them weapons too. 
And it's and it's one of those things where it's like he said the quiet part out loud. Trump did, you know, because we were selling we've been selling weapons to the Saudis for decades. We've been arming them to fight uh, the proxy wars against Iran. That's what the Houthis are. So, so we have helped create Saudi Arabia as a stronger regional power to counteract Iran's movements in the entire Middle East. Yeah, and the idea you know, that it was know, only who, happening under the of the emoluments is You know who's fighting those people? You know who, who they're actually arming in Yemen? Al-Qaeda. So the people that bombed us is who we're arming. It's awesome. Is it? What's your source on that? Let's look that up. Let's pull that up. I'm, I'm really curious, actually. I'm, I'm not like... U.S. sold arms to Saudi Arabia and UAE end up in wrong hands. Odeta, that's that's this that's the port that's struggling with food right now. Al Qaeda insurgency in Yemen. That's twenty nineteen. About the right time frame, right? Here's one from a year ago. As Yemen's war intensifies, an opening for Al-Qaeda to resurrect its fortunes. Biden reported, or Reuters reported last month that Biden declared a halt to U.S. support for Saudi Arabia military-led campaign in Yemen, ending that the more than six-year war, widely seen as a proxy conflict between Saudi Arabia and Iran, has to end. This war has to end, said the Democratic president during a visit to the U.S. State Department in Washington. To underscore our commitment, we're ending all American support for offensive operations in the war in Yemen, including relevant arms sales. We continue to be alarmed by the frequency of Houthi attacks on Saudi Arabia. Escalating attacks like these are not the actions of a group that is serious about peace, said Jen Sakai. Saki? I don't know how to say her name. We understand that they face genuine security threats from Yemen and others in the region. We will look for ways to improve Saudi Arabia's ability to defend its territory against threats. So, this happened last month. Uh, since that time, I believe the Saudi blockades have been more stringent. They used to let the cargo ships through that had the food and medicine. Now they don't. 
I think it was actually CNN that reported on the, the 14 ships that are just, like, waiting off the coast to get in. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so it was happening back in 2019. It was all over the news on the on the weapons. Yeah, it's, this is the 2019 article. Uh, sold to an ally, lost to an enemy, a report. Weapons made their way into the hands of Iranian-backed rebels battling the coalition to contact the country. So it wasn't sold to them, but they took them. I've transferred... Oh, no. Saudi Arabia and its coalitions... Uh, yeah, so Saudi Arabia sold the weapons. Yep. Yep. In violation of their agreements with the United States. A CNN investigation is found, so... By handing off its military equipment, Saudi-led coalition is breaking terms of its arms sales. So yeah, so we should have stopped selling them weapons back then. You, you broke the But rules. we didn't. I, yeah. <laughs> because the war machine has to keep turning. You know what, though? Like, seriously, the, the military-industrial complex in this country is fucking amazing. Every single state in this country has some form of military uh, manufacturing in it. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And so um, that means every congressperson, every senator has a constituency that is employed by military manufacturing. Um, so <laughs> in so order for that... In order for them to continue to, um, you know, have jobs and and continue to vote for them, they uh, <laughs> they have to continue the war machine, and so it's it's never going to end until we can until we can divest ourselves from that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's too ingrained in our culture at this point. To be at war, to sell weapons, to sell military stuff, to you know, like you know, we've been we've been in Afghanistan and Iran or Iraq, sorry, for what I think they just had an 18th birthday. Oh my god, 2001. Yeah, so just turned 18. Can't vote. Oh, years, um. So, um. We're never going to leave. We have like 800 fucking military bases all across the country. Or all, I'm sorry. I keep doing that. We have 800 military bases all across the world. Like, we're never leaving. We've never left Japan. We never left Korea. We never left Germany. We never left, um, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, we still have a huge air base in Frankfurt. In the Frankfurt. Yeah, it's Frankfurt. Yeah. So once we go in, we're never fucking leaving. And, we, and so we they have Germany to. We, we've got six million dollars a year to lease the land for that that military airbase. Nah, it's part of the seven hundred and fifty-four fucking billion dollar uh, military budget. I'm also fairly certain that could be wrong on this. So, but I'm fairly certain that that. 
and it sees us with a military base there. Oh, really? I think that was I think that was actually part of the terms of their surrender in World War II that we're still operating under. <laughs> Uh, like, like I'm pretty sure that's what that is. And then you had the 38th parallel, I think was in, in Korea, right? Is that the right line? There was the DMZ. 38th parallel is Vietnam. Sorry. Um, for Korea, uh, they also request us to be there, again, post-Cold War. Um, that's a military zone, right? Yeah, I understand Korea. I'm just saying, that's... that's... It's not something we do as leave. <laughs> like, once, once we get a foot in there, especially since now we have to guard our oil that we're, you know, extracting out of foreign countries mm-hmm. <laughs> with American co- American companies. Um, um, most of those are joint ventures. So, like, the Saudi Aramco company? Yeah, no. Um, the way a lot of those work, because I actually have some familiarity with them, um, it's, it's kind of a lot like China and Saudi Arabia, right? Because the, the crown prince owns oil, right? So you have to work through their company, kind of like De Beers, and they own all the diamonds in the world just because they said so. Um, the crown prince kind of does the same thing in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and he, well, and the, you know... The, the manufactured uh, diamonds are another day. I'll come to, back to that. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna add that to main topics, main themes, because there's a lot of shady things we can talk about with diamonds. Um, but for oil, like the crown prince owns all the oil in Saudi Arabia, and uh, to do business there, you have to do business with them, and so. Like the Saudi Aramco is like the biggest oil manufacturer in the world, essentially. Everyone eventually has to do business with them. So they're getting money from selling the oil, but they're also getting money from companies and technology from companies to come in and, and work with them to build new facilities, refineries, manufacturing plants, plastics plants for additional refinery. Um, you know, there's, there's world-scale... Um, refineries and, and manufacturing facilities in Saudi Arabia that we put there um, to basically distribute plastic to the entire like everything east of like Ukraine and like those facilities there can can like have that level of output huge. Wow. absolutely huge wow so, but because it's like joint venture contracts and, and other things, it's like so many of the pounds go to one company and so many of the pounds go to the other company or then they both sell it. And so like, we don't necessarily say like, this company that I'm talking about specifically doesn't necessarily have full control over what is made and manufactured and where it gets sold and who it gets sold to. So a lot of that stuff winds up, you know, and it's just like plastic stuff with, it's it's the technology to make it that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That scale. So you're talking real innovation that can wind up overseas. And so like there's a lot of 
So I worked with the uh, uh, Koreans in a joint venture until very recently. And, um, you know, the intellectual property between the two companies was was very weird. <laughs> it was like the yeah. technology was sold to one company and then they were basically like, okay, all of this is yours and we have no part in it anymore. And then uh, the Korean company would come back and say, hey, you left this out. And they'd say like, no, we didn't. It's all yours. It's not a problem anymore. So then they were like, well, we didn't, we never got it in the first place. And so then the lawyers have to get involved. Way off topic here. We were talking about guns in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> We've been kind of all over the place today. because um, we didn't prepare <laughs> very well this week. <laughs> it was a busy week, man. It was, it was kind of crazy for me. Sounds like you had a lot going on, too. The, um, I don't know. I guess wrapping up. HR1 bad. Some things are good in it. But I don't like that. I don't think it's constitutional. The the level of invasiveness that it extends to state control. There's things in here I do agree with. Like, I don't think that you should have senators and representatives go in to serve on for-profit boards at the same time. And I guess that's allowed right now or something? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, that should definitely be illegal, but like, I don't know, same day registration, blanket absentee balloting, like these are things that just, I think, erode voter confidence. And I can tell you right now with no uncertainty that there's, there's like record low voter confidence in this country right now. And whether, whether you choose to agree with it or not, it doesn't matter because there's like, 70 million people who voted for Trump who basically think a certain way. You know, they don't have confidence in the election process. They don't have confidence in the elections right now. I think that this, HR1, is only going to hurt that perception. Because, because, like, perception is power in this country. If you convince enough people you won. But uh, my problem with that idea is that it went in as part of the Republican strategy was to reduce voter confidence. Mm -hmm. Like that was part of the strategy before the election even fucking happened. Mm -hmm. Before the election even happened, they were like, we're, they attacked the postal service. They attacked mail-in ballots. They attacked, attacked, attacked for fucking months. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? It's a propaganda game. <laughs> Absolutely. None of them did anything about it. Which is why I think yeah. they're absolute garbage. Right? And so I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I think that's absolutely That's my what point is because right? well, they, they didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Because and it I, was just a propaganda game. If, if, if this happens, this happens, then the Uniparty is in full control. There's then voting, I don't think, matters anymore, ever again. And if voting doesn't matter, then there's only other one recourse. Well, that that's, would require that's us to, to 
that come together, which I don't think will ever happen. Uh, I mean, as long as the media keeps keeps us well and truly divided, right, with the identity politics and the, the men in the women's bathrooms or whatever crap they want to spill to the right, like, um, no, you're right. It, it won't happen until people stop listening to that trash. And I can tell you, but the, yes. my my point is is the the people that would be with you to to for revolution are are my people, and we disagree fundamentally on the future. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're all private business and we're all fuck private business owners. Like, see what I'm saying? There, therein lies an issue, which well, you would have to. Is the difference between the individual and the collective. Yeah, you would ha you would have to get that group, the the gun toting Marxists, to to be on the side of Republicans mm -hmm. that that want to overthrow the system. And so I think that you would run into some issues there. That's that's my opinion. Like I, <laughs> like you'd have to have the libertarians, the socialists, the and the you know, gun-toting rednecks all on the same squad. How do we how do we push? Okay, so so the Constitution is written with a ton of back doors, right? you knew this or not, I'm sure you did, you're aware of it, you know, there's there's lots of ways to go about amending the Constitution, there's not just one path, there's lots of ways to become a president, there's lots of ways and paths to get to certain things, and so like, the framers of the Constitution basically said like, okay, if this body becomes corrupt, how can the states fix it? So they, they made they made ways for that to happen. And I think it's if thirty four state legislatures all vote for a specific resolution, <clears throat> it becomes a recommendation to amend the constitution to the uh, the federal house and senate. <clears throat> However, if thirty eight states all vote for a specific resolution to become a constitutional amendment, it becomes a constitutional amendment. Right. That's why they're trying to overturn Citizens United. They have they have 18 states right now that have voted to overturn Citizens United. Um, they're, they're, they're in the process of doing it. That's how they're going about doing it. Um, so um, I think there's, that's, a, there's a couple. That's how we get term limits. That's going to have to be how yeah. we get term limits. That's going to have to be how we mm -hmm. get, um, you know, we end the revolving door and... and Things because like, like a senator isn't necessarily going to vote for him to not make money. Right. Personally, why would they? Why, why would, would they? they? And so, like, the only way that those things are going to happen <clears throat> is if we can maintain state here's, power. Here's the thing, though, and this is what I think about a lot. Um, the United States Congressperson makes what 170k a year, right? And so that's enough. I'm just saying, like that's enough money. That's that's plenty of money to make it, right? If you don't accept other outside 
monies or whatever, right? That's enough. Um, you know, a lot of people talk shit on Bernie because he, you know, he's a millionaire now. Um, he didn't become a millionaire until he was like fucking 70 something. Like, so it's not like, anyway, neither here nor there. If you don't accept money, $174,000. In the state of Texas, because I looked this up, it's like $18,000 a year. I think that's a that's a level of gatekeeping um, to be a state legislature, and here's why: you have to you'd have to take off work to go and and legislate um, as a state representative, um, and so you can't really do that unless you're pretty financially. Uh, stable. You have to be a, you know, have to have a business owner that can run by itself. Um, you have to have, um, you know, a certain amount of money already set aside, depending on where you're at. Um, so I think regular people can't really do that job. If you work a regular job, you couldn't actually be and and be financially stable. You're just talking to like be a legislator and you're not counting yeah. 12, 13, 16 months of campaigning. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, even getting yeah. elected. But that, that's so what I'm saying. Absolutely right. It's even absolutely worse. Right. So, so what I'm saying is how do you, and you can't take the campaign money to pay your bills, right? Like you have to maintain your bills throughout the campaign. You have to maintain your bills throughout the legislation. Like you, <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how you how you do that without the without the gatekeeping of regular people getting into Congress. You know what I mean? Like I just like I I think there's a problem there um, because I think more regular folks that have regular ass jobs should be able to participate in this in in the and the governing of our country and our states. Uh, I don't know what it is in other states, but I think, you know, I, I could never consider running for office in the state of Texas because I couldn't afford it. Now, if I got some financial backing and was able to run for office federally and then turn around and make the 174, I could probably do that, probably make that work. But... In the state, I couldn't. I don't know. It's just something that that's, uh, that's, that kind of bothers me, where I feel like there's a, there's a level of gatekeeping where you have to be at a certain level financially in order just to participate in in that. You know what I mean? You make a you make a valid argument there. So I, I, I think they should pay the state legislation more if, that, if that's, you know, $18,000 a year is not enough to, to feed a family on. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's, well, the, like, I think, the state I think GAs make more than that. Huh? The state of Texas legislature, the House, only meets once every two years, I believe. Oh, really? And unless there's like a special session that's called by the governor or the lieutenant governor. Or 
whatever else you call it. But yeah, so the state house, I don't know about the state senate, the state house, I think, only meets once every two years to set the budget. It's the one thing they absolutely have to get done. And, you know, various other meetings and whatever else, because you remember. Means regular session at noon, Tuesday of January, odd number of years. Maximum duration of regular session is 140 days. Yeah. So it's half a year, seems like, but once every other year. You know, Congress is in session in the federal level basically all the time. They have to be there all the time. But for a state rep, it's different. But don't you have to maintain offices like um, you have to like maintain your office hours I guess so it means you like have to have a staff member there an intern there to like answer the phone I don't right? know what it means by maintain offices I don't know either do they pay the office more than they actually make themselves Assume it's not coming from the eighteen thousand. <laughs> I mean, you know that's why the like GOP that. exists so that they can pay their staff members. I don't know. That's really the whole reason is to pay their, their local staffers. In any case, man, we're at two hours and fifteen almost. So yeah. Well, uh, All right, hopefully, we'll have a less busy week next week, and we can. Stay on topic. Things to talk about. Stay on topic, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> All right, Thank you for watching this episode of Bro Partisan Hacks with Reese and Rob. We really, really appreciate you watching, tuning in. If you like this video, please hit the like button. Please subscribe to us. Uh, we're putting out content as often as we can. Share it with your friends. Get it out there. Get, get our names out there. Also, hit that bell, tap that bell right there so that you can get updated when we put out a new video. Rob and I are trying to pump these videos out as often as we can. However, we both have day jobs, we have families, so our, our schedules uh, have to line up so that we can make a new video. Speaking of our, uh, our day jobs, our opinions and views expressed are our own and in no way represent those of our respective employers. Thank you. Thanks again for watching.